Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Let's uh, turn our attention uh, to another issue. On the 14th of May, Mary Bartley Meehan managed to visit her husband, Alton at the Kilbrew Nursing Home in Ashburn. 79-year-old Alton suffered from dementia and he had terminal cancer. Mary was allowed to visit her husband as she had lost her 52-year-old son, Adrian, to COVID-19 in March. Adrian also suffered from dementia and he had Down syndrome. Adrian had also been a resident in Kilbrew Nursing Home and he shared a room with his stepfather. Six weeks after his death, Mary says she was shocked and horrified when she got to see Alton. The Irish Times reports today that he was wearing her late son's jumper and someone else's shoes. I'll just read a little bit of Simon Carswell's report in the Irish Times today. It says, uh, the side of Alton's face was black and congealed blood. His nails were long and black from picking at his facial tumours, which had become an open wound and infected and uh, that Mary would never forget the smell from the wound. Wearing full protective clothing to guard against COVID-19, she felt compelled to take off her gloves and cut his nails herself. Her request to the home had gone ignored, she said. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I couldn't leave him with those long nails scraping the wound that was bleeding. The Irish Times also reports uh, that Mr Meehan was brought to Connolly Hospital on uh, the 29th of May, which was two weeks after that visit from his wife and Alton died two weeks after being admitted to Connolly with an infestation of maggots in a facial wound that the care facility was unable to manage and uh, the cause of death was sepsis, according to his death certificate. We'll talk about this now with Mervyn Taylor, who's Executive Director with Sage Advocacy. Good morning to you, Mervyn, and uh, thanks uh, for joining us here on uh, the programme. Morning to you, Michael. Uh, I understand from Simon Carswell's report today that you've taken a, a number of uh, complaints, uh, four notices of concern uh, to the HSE and to HICWA from uh, the 1st of April to the 2nd of June. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Michael, um, we've been deeply involved with this issue for some time. Um, I think it's important, given what you've read into the, into the public record, uh, I think it's important that I'm not going to discuss the individual uh, details or the nursing home. I want to just address 
the kind of what are we going to do about this? Um, I think this is one of the worst uh, cases I've seen many, many years. Um, it's a sad family tragedy, two deaths in the space of 10 weeks. But I think that lessons have to be learned. And the issue is, as you rightly point out, we brought these issues. Uh, we sent four notice of concern to HICWA. And on the, after the fourth one, in fact, uh, we tried to involve, we did involve the HSE uh, to see was there any support, further supports they could offer. Now, we uh, expressed our concern. We asked for Minister Harris uh, to uh, intervene because one of the issues here is that uh, HICWA is the regulator and it is the powers of inspection, but it cannot investigate individual issues. It's a private nursing home. The vast majority, I think 79% of nursing homes are now uh, privately mm. run, which is another issue. But um, because of that, it's a different governance structure and the HSE cannot intervene normally in, in situations like, like that. Um, so you have this situation, that's why we appeal to the outgoing minister to get involved. Essentially, there's an interagency uh, issue here. Um, and there's a question of authority uh, to intervene. But there's also a question of uh, supports. Um, clearly, if you've got difficulties of a clinical nature like that, something is missing. Yeah. And um, we think that in, in, there needs to be um, clinical clarity around clinical oversight of all nursing homes. Because at the moment, it is not clear who exactly is responsible when a major clinical issue like this arises. The second thing is that people actually do need support. It's not uh, enough to just visit um, and regulate, and it's not enough to give out. People actually need support when uh, standards need to be raised. And therefore, we believe that you need a uh, consultant uh, in medicine of older people, in each of the new emerging six health board regions which have come under Sloan to Care, that there would be one consultant responsible for all uh, clinical governance across the nursing homes mm. in that region, and regardless of sector, and that they would be supported by a small team of advanced nurse practitioners who can actually engage on a regular basis with the nursing homes so that issues like this uh, are picked up and in fact stopped from occurring. And that you could make a complaint and that would be responded to in the way that you would hope, which would be that if a serious complaint or a serious concern is being raised, that that concern or that complaint would be investigated. And we have spoken about this before because there appears to be a real problem with private nursing homes in this context. And I think the last time we were speaking about it, oddly enough, we were speaking about drink. There's a, a lot of complaints about how people have been behaving over the weekend in relation to drink and COVID-19 guidelines, and they can be investigated. And as we said the last time around, if uh, somebody is selling drink illegally, uh, you can complain to the guards and they'll investigate it. But if you've got a concern about somebody in a private nursing home, uh, there is nobody to complain to, or at least nobody to complain to, that will investigate it. It's the investigation piece. But, I mean, even before investigation, if you are, uh, if you have a good working system where there's good clinical governance, um, somebody can pick something up earlier. Um, and you also have, you know, I mean, for example, a good, uh, an advanced nurse practitioner supporting a, a cluster of nursing homes in a particular area, forget which sector they're in. 
just that they're supporting that cluster at nursing homes, that they would be, you know, somebody can pass on the word that there's an issue of concern. And it can actually, it doesn't even need to get to an investigation. It can, you know, questions can be asked, are you having difficulty here? Yeah. But this, when things get to this level, um, you have to ask yourself, I mean, this is not about, uh, the. this no longer is anything to do with the individual nursing home. This is to do with uh, an actual system of governance, which we described in our uh, submission to the to the Dáil uh, Oireachtas Committee. We said that the whole, uh, those dangerous governance over the nursing home support scheme, there's just too many uh, actors involved and nobody is absolutely clear as to who's involved. And cast your mind back, uh, Michael, to the fact that not too long ago, uh, HICWA brought a list of over one third, and, and I repeat that, over one third of all nursing homes that they regulate. They gave that to the Department of Health and said that they were at risk. The Department of Health passed it, passed it back to the HSE. The HSE has no statutory responsibility for private nursing homes, and it is expected to be the provider of last resort. Mm. Now, we can't have it always. We have got to grasp the nettle of clinical governance right across the board in all congregated care settings. How does the Minister's response to you feed into all of that? Because Simon Carswell's report in the Irish Times today says that a spokesperson for Simon Harris said that he responded to you on the 26th of June and that he brought your concerns to the attention of the HSE, which had referred the case to the local safeguarding team. The irony is we had brought our concerns to the attention of the the then Minister for Health precisely because reporting issues to the HSE and the HICWA were not adequate. I mean, this is the madness of this circular pass the parcel uh, of responsibility. It it isn't going to be... We can't buy this anymore. No, I understand. We have to have clarity. But... but, but uh, we have to have clarity, but we need change, do we not? Uh, am I right in thinking that everybody's hands are, are, are tied and that that is uh, the problem and that until you begin uh, to untie the bureaucracy that is involved in having concerns and complaints investigated, that not even the minister can act? He did probably all that he could. Would that be correct? Um, <clears throat> no. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I think yeah. the minister could have actually, um, and I appreciate, you know, uh, like, the minister played a, the then minister Harris played a, a sterling role during the COVID crisis. I mean, his private secretary responded just as he was leaving office. Um, like we, we we understand these things, we make allowances for these things, but still, the fact of the matter is that there was a potential there to actually ask for something more to be done and to ask that the, that there could be uh, some independent person could have undertaken an inquiry. Now, at this stage, we have a new minister, uh, Stephen Donnelly, and we think that he could take a different approach. Um, there's a nursing home expert panel has been established and is to report probably later this month. Um, and it could be uh, looked at by that expert panel. And in parallel, somebody could independently look at and establish the facts here, because um, I think it's important you know, when you're learning, trying to learn lessons, that we actually establish the facts. There are things, details about this case that would actually be really concerning that aren't, uh, if you like, we're not going to go into, mm. into, the air, into them on the air, mm. but that they do need to be looked at. 
Um, and I think that process could be undertaken at the request of the new Minister for Health. Okay. Uh, I've just been handed a, a statement uh, from Kilbrew Nursing Home. Uh, James Keeling uh, has made contact, uh, that's the Chief Executive Officer of uh, the home, by email. And uh, I'll just read the email uh, if uh, you want to respond to it afterwards, uh, Mervyn, uh, you'd be welcome to do so. He says, we extend our sincere condolences uh, to Mrs. Bartley Meehan and her family on the recent passing of both her husband, Ulton, and son, Adrian. However, it is not appropriate to go into clinical detail relating to any resident or their treatment at all times. We work to provide the best of care to every resident who each have a dedicated GP assigned to them. We submitted a report to HICWA on the 25th of June 2020 regarding the late Mr Meehan and await the outcome of a further review by HICWA. Kilbrew Nursing Home like many others, has been under acute pressure in the midst of the pandemic and its managers and staff have and continue to work extremely hard to deliver the best in care for all of its residents. As I say, that's a statement that's been issued by James Keeling, the Chief Executive Officer of the Kilbrew Nursing Home. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to comment on uh, the back of that, uh, Marvin, or not. No, Michael, I, I noted. Um, I think I, I would just repeat um, there are aspects of this. This is one of the most disturbing uh, cases I've come across, um, and I think it warrants uh, an independent review. And it's not just enough to uh, that HICWA, by the way, don't have the powers to investigate specific situations. Uh, they can bear them in mind in future inspections. I mean, that the minister, the reply from the minister's own uh, parliamentary private secretary made that point. Um, so it really needs an independent look at the issues here. Uh, and I think the uh, real question is for the future of not just what can be learned, what is going to be done now. And that's about clinical governance of all nursing homes and appropriate support to make sure that there is the highest possible uh, clinical care. There is no way you can issue all the statements you like in the world. There is no way the facts of this case support the, um, anything other than that it's a disturbing and deeply sad story. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed you, for Michael. joining us here on uh, the programme this morning. That's uh, Mervyn Taylor, who's uh, the Executive Director of Sage Advocacy Ireland. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.